Hey, good evening. Good to see you guys. My name is Ben. I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ in recovery for alcohol. Would you guys pray with me, please? Hey, Heavenly Father, thanks for tonight. Thank you for these folks that are here. And thank you that you love us. Thank you that you loved us even while we were sinners. And even after we accept your gift of salvation in the person of Jesus, we continue to sin and make mistakes. And even then you love us. And so we are grateful for you. I pray for this time that we have tonight. Watch over this moment, this time. Allow me to share the things that you want me to speak and the things that you don't want. Let me be quiet. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tonight, we have the opportunity to talk about sponsor. Sponsor, sponsor. And this message for me today was very easy to think about because I have a sponsor and he's a great man. He is someone who cares for me. He walked with me through uh, my struggles, through my crazy ride of life. But I will tell you that it has not always been that way. Just a little over three years ago, when I came into these rooms and people started talking about sponsorship and the need for a sponsor, I thought to myself, you know what? I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I want to to go and talk to some guy and tell him everything I've ever done in all of my life and then like all of a sudden feel better. That just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And I also thought that, you know, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I have the Holy Spirit as the good deposit. And so doggone it, he's my sponsor, the Holy Spirit. Okay, I started thinking all these things. And I, of course, was struggling to control that which was unmanageable which was my life. And even in reaching the bottom for me, I was still wrestling and grabbing for control. But I never brought hope. It never brought harmony. And as the big book says, it only brought more confusion. A couple weeks back, I was at home and I had about an hour before bed. And so I was on the couch and having a bowl of ice cream and thinking, man, I need to watch something. I got an hour. And all of a sudden I saw Rocky. I said, oh man, Rocky's on. And, and I only had an hour, so I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll just watch the end of it. And so I watched the end of it, and I was like, oh, that's great. I still got like 40 minutes left. What am I going to watch now? So I watched Rocky Two, just the end of it. And I thought, wow, that was fantastic. I got 20 minutes left, so what did I do? I watched the end of Rocky Three, and it was fantastic. But as I was watching the first one, a thought occurred to me. As they were announcing Apollo Creed and all his nicknames, they called him the, the Count of Monte Fisto, which I never quite caught the first time watching it when I was younger. They called him the Dancing Destroyer, the King of Sting, and then the Master of Disaster. That's me. <laughs> that could be my nickname. Left on my own to figure out life and to navigate a life full of hurts, habits, and hang-ups, I was, and still am at times, the master of disaster. I bring this up at the start of this lesson in order to challenge your guys' thoughts about this program and about having a sponsor or needing a sponsor. I don't know all that you've gone through in your life. I don't know how low your rock bottom is or even if you have reached it. But I do know that working the steps changes lives. I also believe that having a sponsor to be necessary to work the steps of recovery. 
For we can bring disaster in our life all by ourselves, can't we? But I don't believe we can clean the mess up all by ourselves. We need some help. We need Jesus. We need this group. We need our open share groups. And we need a sponsor. The Bible, which is the the story of God, the story of humanity, really the story of each one of our lives, points out an important truth to us. In the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9 to 12, it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. And as much as I struggle to admit it some days, many days, even now as I've been in recovery, we're not meant to do life alone. God designed us to be with people, to have relationships with others. It is greatly seen in the program of recovery. We need someone else to walk alongside us. As we seek to emulate Christ, to follow Jesus, we need to have another person who is walking alongside us who is trying to do the same thing. The Apostle Paul said in the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians 1, or 11, verse 1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. As we seek to turn the care of our lives over to God, we need to be with another who is doing the same thing who can share with us what they did and what they are doing now in order to work the steps and pursue what God has in store for them. And let me tell you, as you dive into step four, you're going to need to have someone to walk alongside you. As you look at the good and the ugly, the seen and the unseen aspects of your life, it's so important and so comforting to have a sponsor with you. And when I think about, again, this program of recovery and this idea of a sponsor in our life, um, I think of working on a house. And I'll tell you a little bit more why I think of working on a house. But there are all kinds of visible things we do on our house, right? There's painting, there's window coverings, there's landscaping, there's fixtures, there's flooring, there's cabinets. But the real important parts of the house are the things that are hidden, the things that are unseen, right? The, the lines that are in your attic or under your house that are allowing you to turn your lights on and off. The, the pipes that are under your house that allow you to cook food or to stay warm or to stay cold and to take a shower because you smell. If you're like me, which I would gather you are if you're here in this room tonight, we spend a lot of our life working on the visible aspects of our life, don't we? Our appearance, our clothes, our vehicles, our careers, our conversation, our vacations, doing whatever we can to present the the best version of ourselves. But the real workings of our life are the things that are unseen to others. What's taking place in our heart and what's taking place in our mind. What we think about God, what we think about ourselves, what we think about other people what we long for, what we desire, our hurts, our habits, and our hangups. Those are the things we think deeply about. I often thought before coming to recovery, I hope no one finds out 
what I'm really like. What a tragedy to think that, huh? What I realize now is that I'm glad people know what I'm like. I'm glad that my wife knows the real me and the words will never come out of her mouth again. I don't even know who I married. I'm glad that my kids see the real me and they know that dad struggles often. You may be hurting right now, going through a difficult time because of your actions or the actions of someone else. Let me just say God can do something incredible through it. He sees and knows what you're going through. He has not forgotten you. He can take the wall that is before you and allow it to turn into a door that opens to fullness only found in him. That miracle can happen. All right, let's move on. One of the things that I get to do when I'm not working here at the church is I get to do construction. And sometimes uh, when I do construction, I get to do some of the, the plumbing and the electrical, which is fun, but there's, a, there's an aspect of it that is not very fun because I need to go underneath the house to do some work. And for me, just being honest, okay, this is you know, an honest recovery. Like I'm afraid of going under the house sometimes. And so it's, it's creepy. You don't know what you're, what you're gonna find. And it's always the first crawl that's the most daunting. And so what I do is I go there and I put my headlamp on and get it ready, right? And then I also take my other light because I need to have plenty of light when I'm under there. Because if this one goes out when I'm underneath the house, I have no way of finding my way out. So I have an extra light to go on. And so what I do is I go, there's so many shoes. I go over there and I, I open up this crawl space, the hole. And then all of a sudden what I do is I look down there first and I go, is anything down there? I don't say it out loud, but I think it. And then all of a sudden, like, I'll do this. I'll look underneath and point my light because what I'm wanting to see is if there are eyeballs staring back at me because that would be terrible. And I think at that moment, I'd probably look at my boss and say, I'm not going down there. I can't do it. I can't do it. But when you're crawling down there under the house, you're always wondering, what else is down here? What else is here? And I don't want to know. I don't want to know what's down there. I just want to do my job and get out of there. But it's the same thing when you start looking at step four in your life and evaluating your life. What am I going to find? What deep, dark secret is down there that I don't want to see or that I don't want to remember? Something that maybe you have kept hidden and locked away for a long, long time. And that's when a sponsor comes alongside you and brings comfort to your life. Just as when I'm crawling under a house, just knowing that there's another employee crawling somewhere under the house with me, I'm like, oh yeah. A sponsor to an even greater degree does that as you work through step four in all these steps in your life. A sponsor helps us not to be overcome by the fear, the apprehension we experience in our life. We are not left alone. A sponsor doesn't just walk alongside you, though, as you're navigating the unseen elements of your life. They also have done the hard work of navigating their own life. You're walking along someone who has already walked the road that you're on. Here are some of the things that a sponsor does or brings to the table. <clears throat> Number one, they can be there to discuss issues in detail that are too personal or would take too much time in a meeting. How many of us are in our open share meetings and watch? so great 
We just want to be able to share more. And sometimes being with a sponsor, you can do that. Number two, they can be available in times of crisis or potential relapse. Three, they serve as a sounding board. You know, what do you think of this? Oh man, you're so far off. They can serve as a sounding board. They can encourage you as you work the steps because it's a daunting process. It really is. And number five, they model the lifestyle that results from working the steps. You have something to shoot for, don't you? It's an incredible asset to have in your life. My sponsor was and is all of these things. He so often would listen to me. He would say he gets it. He understands. He would say, be patient. He would say, the miracles will happen. Keep working the steps. He continually directed me to the one person who truly creates life change, and I believe that is Jesus Christ. You may be thinking, but Ben, how do I find that sponsor? First off, it's your responsibility to find them, right? With the work of the Lord at the same time. That's one of the key words we hear in recovery that I've come to find out, responsibility. It's your job to seek that person out. But here are some guidelines. Number one, they need to be the same sex as you, okay? If you're a dude, a dude. If you're a girl, a girl. No exceptions on that. Number two, can you relate to their story? Are some of the things that you're currently walking through some of the same things your sponsor or possible sponsor are walking through? There are a few givens there. It means, number one, you're spending time with people. You're not just isolating yourself. You're hearing other people's stories because you're going to open share group. I'm sure all of you or many of you guys can relate to the same thing that I felt when I walked into open share groups of just, and all these people are saying the things that I've done before. Have they been watching me secretly? Remember, we're not designed to do life alone. And that may be contrary to your life up until now. You may think you're better off alone. You're not. You're not. Where has it gotten you so far? But this really leads again to the point of what are some of the qualities of a sponsor that they need to have? When relating to their story, do you see and hear some of the following qualities? Number one, does their walk match their talk? Are they working the steps? Of course, they're not going to be perfect, just so you know. No one's perfect except for Jesus, right? But are they doing their best to have their walk match their talk? Do they have a growing relationship with Jesus? Do they share about, this is what God's been teaching me in my life. I read this this morning in my quiet time when I was with him. I was journaling this thought. When I was at church this last Sunday, this stuck out to me when someone was teaching. Do they seem like they want to help others? That's a big deal. Do they seem to have empathy and compassion rather than pity? We're not looking for just someone to come and pat us on the back and say, I'm so sorry. Sit down and have a piece of cheese. You know? <laughs> you're looking for someone who knows what it's like to go through what you're going through and say, man, that stinks. That's so hard. I understand a little bit what it's like, what you're going through. And it can get better. I don't know exactly when, but I know it can get better. Are they a good listener? 
And on the flip side, are they strong enough to confront your denial and procrastination? You may be thinking, not me, Ben. I'm sure it's not you, just like it wasn't me. But sometimes they need to ask those tough questions. Are they willing to share their own struggles? And that's a huge thing as well, for them to be able to be vulnerable with you. But the last step in finding a sponsor really, I think, is the most important one. And you may be thinking, well, why didn't you start with it? And I was like, well, because I had to get to it. Three, or here it is, ask God to reveal the right person. God does not make mistakes. He doesn't. He is always right on time. He's never late. He's never early. He's always right on time. He knows the right person who needs to be in your life. He does, especially when it comes to a sponsor. I remember hearing about needing a sponsor early on in my recovery process, and I was like, God, I have no idea. I knew like two people in this place. Because at the same time, while I was coming to work the steps, I was also trying to keep a low profile because I didn't want to tell anyone what was going on. So all of a sudden, I was in this weird spot of like, what do I do, God? And so I said, just reveal it to me. Who is that person supposed to be? And so I went to an open share group. And afterwards, like all of a sudden, it was like the scary movie time where all of a sudden our eyes met and it was like, I think that's the guy. And I just met him. And that's what happened. And then... Yeah, my life was changed. That's how it worked for me. Does it happen that way with everyone? Probably not. Can it happen that way for you? Yes. But we need to ask God, Lord, who is it that needs to be in my life as my sponsor? Who is that person? You may end up finding a sponsor and you may realize, man, this is not the right fit. And you may need to discuss that with them. They may meet with you and be like, you're not the right fit for me. It's not quite working out. And that's okay. It's not, it doesn't have to be a forever relationship. Can it be? Sure. Does it have to be? No, it doesn't. Because again, the goal is not for you to find your value and your self-worth and direction from your sponsor. It is to find that, I believe, from Jesus. A good sponsor will continually direct us back to the greatest sponsor we can have, Jesus. And you're like, wait a minute, Ben. You say at the beginning that the Holy Spirit, just as Paul said, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Any spiritual leader should have this understanding. The true catalyst, the true life changer is Jesus, not the sponsor. The sponsor is an individual who allows us to continue to understand the decision we made to turn our lives and our wills over to the care of God. I love that about CR. I love that about counseling. We are not people who have all things all together. None of us are. We are people who have issues, major issues, not just the seen issues, but the unseen ones, right? In our hearts and in our minds. But we recognize that and we admit our tremendous need. I'm going to end in a few moments, but let me end with this. In the New Testament book of John, Jesus was traveling by foot and he was tired and he was thirsty one day. So he sat by a well and a woman came by to draw some water for herself. Jesus saw this woman doing that and he said, can I have some of that water? Can I have a drink? Um, And then a great conversation took place between Jesus and this woman. He shared with her that he is the living water 
who always satisfies, not referring to physical thirst, but rather to spiritual thirst that we all have. And during their conversation, Jesus communicated his divinity or his godness, you could say, to this woman. Um, And he did that by sharing with her the unseen aspects of her life, about her past, helping her understand where she found her significance in, and the fact that those things would not bring true fulfillment. Only he would bring true fulfillment by being the living water. And she was amazed by this. And upon that conversation ending, we get a quick glimpse of what takes place next. It says in John chapter four, verse 29, as she made her way back to her town, she says, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? She tells the people in her hometown, come on. I don't know exactly how exuberant she was, but it says, come. This guy told me everything I ever did. He somehow knows what I have done, what my life has been all about. Yet I did not receive condemnation, but rather hope, encouragement, joy, and peace. Could this be the Christ? And I know she didn't receive condemnation because she says, come, let's come and talk to this guy. If Jesus would have all of a sudden made her feel less than or saying, oh, I can't believe you've done this. She would have not said, hey, come and listen to this guy. She would say, grab some weapons and let's go take care of this guy. A sponsor's job, I believe, is to share with those he or she comes in contact with. Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Pursue Jesus just as I am trying to do the same. He knows everything about my life. And you know what? He still accepts me. And he will accept you. So tonight, as I wrap things up, let me share with you, these steps work. It's an avenue for God to create life change in you that lasts a lifetime. And I believe having a sponsor is a valuable and necessary tool as you work these steps. It can be difficult looking at the inner workings of your life as you're going through step four and processing through it. Just as all of a sudden when you're doing the inner workings on your house and you find a leak, uh, water's on the carpet, you have to pull off all the drywall. And when you pull off all the drywall, you look back behind there and you go, oh, this is gross. There's spiders, all kinds of things. Your socks from when you were seven are in there. And you're thinking, how, how am I even living in this place knowing this stuff is in between the walls? And when we look at our life sometimes, all of a sudden we are smacked in the face with all this stuff. And we may think, how have I been living this way the last so many years? That's the beauty of having a sponsor. They get to walk with us in that process. A sponsor directs us to the person who makes things new, Jesus. And he's in a process of renovating our lives. Let me pray for us. um, And then we are going to talk about the focus question and then Together, we'll, we'll read the serenity prayer. Heavenly Father, thanks for this time. Thank you for my sponsor. Thank you for all the sponsors here and the sponsors that you are preparing for those who are looking for one. And I pray for all the people here who may be wondering, do I need a sponsor? I pray that you would impress upon them the importance of it and the fact that they are to direct us to you. 
So encourage those who are here. I know there are, there are many people who are hurting, um, that are walking through tough decisions and tough times in life. Would you comfort them? Would you encourage them? In Jesus' name, amen. The focus question for tonight is, what are or were your fears about having a sponsor? And I think that's a great question to ask in your group, but uh, why don't you stand and we will read the serenity prayer together and then we can go to our open share groups.